This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Off the Break Podcast. I'm Cody, and with me are Kyle and Eric. Hello again. Hello. Hello, everyone. It's been too long. Has it? Did we do like one last week? That, it was the 4th of July, wasn't it? I nearly oh, spilled yeah, it was. all of my water everywhere. <laughs> yeah, we were all gone for like the second half yeah. of the week. Yeah. Uh, way for the 4th on our own vacations. We were. Did you guys enjoy 4th of July? Did you have a good time? I love 4th of July because we saw Midsummer. Oh. <laughs> I love Midsummer. An American yeah. tradition <laughs> as of now. Yeah. <laughs> I spent my Independence Day in the hills of Sweden. Well, technically Hungary because that's where they filmed it. But sweet. Yeah, I, I was out on a lake, so I was all good. <laughs> I was supposed to be out on the lake, but I got sick again from my children. Aren't they the it's round week, two. Your weekly infection. I know, it's round two of the same cold. <laughs> so miserable. Just never. You're just going to have to like quarantine everybody in their own separate room it of the house. It won't help because you know. Board yourselves up for a week and I, maybe it'll go away. I will send them to school and I will get something <laughs> new. No school. <laughs> no school. This is the only way to stay healthy. <laughs> But no, uh, the fourth. I think the fourth was good for me. It was a nice uh, little vacay. Yeah, yeah. And you, great. you saw Spider Man, right? Yeah, before the fourth. Before the fourth. Yeah, I saw opening saw day. Opening day. Mm-hmm. I didn't go see anything because I just couldn't drag myself out of bed. <laughs> and you saw Midsommar. Did you see anything else? I saw Midsommar too. Okay, so we got Spider Man and Midsommar. Yeah. And then I went it was a great saw week at the movies. I went and saw Stuber last night, so we can talk about that. Oh yay. <laughs> Uh, which which do you want to start with first start with stuber because it's still so fresh yeah it's very fresh and i won't give you know intricate plot details away so it was you and how many people because when you got your ticket early you were the only one right so our theater now has a reserved seating and (laughs) i was the first person to buy a ticket and i bought it in like late in the afternoon Mm. but i beat the rush (laughs) by the time i got there there was like six other people in the theater so yeah i kind of uh, for the size it was, I imagined right. it was going to be like, like couples or a family. There was or just a bunch of. Singles. They were older people, um, a, cu- a couple, and then some, like mother daughter, and you know, just... big Bautista heads. I guess so. That's a thing. <laughs> I don't know what to make of that. <laughs> so, uh, I, I would be I people that didn't know. Stuber stars Dave Bautista and Kamal <laughs> Nanjini. Nanjiani. Yeah. I said that right. And Kumal plays a Uber driver and Dave Batista plays a cop who's just had LASIK eye surgery and is blinded by it. <laughs> so he needs somebody to drive him around while he does his big bust of the bad drug lord guy that he's been trying to get forever and who killed his partner. So there's a revenge aspect there. Ooh, things get oh. personal. Yes. So, and then mayhem ensues because D- Dave Batista is like this alpha male, hardcore guy, and Kumail is, you know, like a beta male a little bit. Just really nice guy. <laughs> very, very like sweet and kind. And is he yeah. a pacifist? Not necessarily. He just is like, no, 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 I can't handle this. <laughs> Relatable. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm an Uber driver. Right. I can't. He's an he's not a, a he's super an, secret agent like you, Dave Batista. He's only driving <laughs> Uber to make enough money because he's trying to go in on a commercial lease with this girl that he's in love with, but they've been he's been in love with her since college and they've only ever got together once and never dated. She's just the he's permanently in the friend zone um, with that one. Wait, wait. He wants to buy commercial property he, with her. He's leasing commercial property. But they're not together. No. He's like 
friend zoned big time. And he thinks, he thinks that by supporting her dream to open a commercial spin class, a bike spin class, that what? she'll fall in love with him. This is a really, really specific backstory. I, I get where they're yeah. going with that, but that <laughs> is a weird plot point. I don't know. Yeah. Something about like that. Well, so is him getting LASIK surgery and being blind, and that's why he needs an Uber driver. Yeah, but that's funny. Right. I'm not like, complaining about very, them. They're just very, very specific. That just seems... I, I it's 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 specific to where it doesn't sound funny to me. I don't know. Like that just sounds weird to me. I don't know why that one. I think it, it's because well, it's so leave that sad. Up to Cody. Was yeah, it, was yeah. It, Cody will tell was me it if it actually works um, or not. But. It was it was funny, and going into it, I had heard that all the funny scenes were in the trailer, and I think yeah. that's partially true. There are still funny scenes outside of the trailer, but the funniest scenes are definitely in the trailer. Um gotta sell but it. i do like i, I did like gonna say that. like <laughs> kumail and dave patista's like uh chemistry but mostly when they were fighting um i don't oh, think like spatting at each other yeah i don't i think dave patista can do comedy really well but he needs a director that brings that out like he does with his yeah. drax character yeah. this director did not do that very well that makes i mean i can i can yeah. see that so it was it was okay, and I don't I just don't know if I was in the mood for it either. Like I found the idea that Dave Batista was blinded by LASIK frustrating when he's like bumbling around and can't see a cell phone. He has it like right up in front of his face, and I yeah I can see how that's supposed to be funny, but it wasn't funny it just for me. Kind of fall flat. Yeah, it did. So yeah, that's too bad. He doesn't know what Uber is, and they try to make him old man, but out of touch. Yeah. I don't even recognize this director's work aside from like one other movie. What's his, their name? Um, I just lost it now. Here we go. Michael Douse. I only recognize him from this one indie rom com that was pretty good. But which one? What was that? It was called What If. It starred. Um, oh, um, I've heard of that. It starred of Daniel Radcliffe yeah. and Adam Driver. You guys yeah. ever see that one? That one was actually pretty good. Well, he just didn't do. I don't think he brought out the com the comedy as well as some of the action and stuff mm-hmm. so is it like a hitman's bodyguard i think it's, a, it's supposed to be like that <laughs> juxtaposition yeah. and those funny one-liners and yeah. stuff but there just wasn't enough how was movie. the action though i thought i heard that it was pretty good what the act the action like the yeah Stuber yeah Stuber action the car chases those were all pretty good and they were probably some of the fu- the funniest scenes were when they were fighting i mm-hmm. think probably because um, everything's so hectic and kumail probably screams yeah. funny lines yes and he passes out once <laughs> that was that scene was actually pretty funny <laughs> he's being held hostage at gunpoint and Cody Dave Batista has got like another guy hostage at gunpoint and they're like standing off and he's like and Kumail's like, oh, this will be great. We'll just swap. And the guy's like, oh, no. If we swap, he's going to kill his own man and then kill us. And Kumail's like, no, no, no. And then <laughs> then the guy has more bad guys come in. So now they're outnumbered. And he's like really freaking out. He's like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die because he's got a uh, gun to his head. Mm-hmm. And then one of the guys says something about Dave Batista's daughter. Like, I'll go get one of her sculptures. And then it like zooms in on his eye. And his eye twitches. And Kumail sees it. And he like it's like oh no shit's gonna go down, <laughs> and he faints right there. And then and the guy can't hold him up, and he's like oh, and he just lets him drop the floor. And then they like shoot, and then it starts to shoot See, out. That in a actually vet sounds clinic. funny. Yeah, that part. See, I'm saying like that part was funny. Yeah, the rest of the stuff. 
<laughs> and they shoot do the shootout in the vet clinic and none of the animals get hurt which is the best part there's like a bunny and a parrot well, that's an easy way to please the crowd yeah <laughs> don't, don't you know, joke are there, are there like close calls or it's like, a like the bullets like fly in front of a dog and it's like yeah Whoa. it flies around the bunny all the all the dogs go for a dog walk so the vet tech is taking them all out for a dog walk so they're fine they're like silly juxtaposition where there's like the chaos shooting on the inside and then like a calm dog yeah. walker yeah yeah nice no oh, you see what they're doing well, I, you see, yeah. see where they're going see and then the dog walker they... is listening to music and that's movies. the music that plays over the whole scene it's probably really silly it's like uh like a like a rock song. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. I mean, so it has its funny moments, but it's not going to be. And maybe worth, I just wasn't seen or super just in the mood or... for it either. But it sounds like you're describing how it felt during Hitman's Bodyguard. Yeah, like it's okay. It's just it. <laughs> I didn't hate it. It just wasn't. I hated the fact that I was stuck in the theater because once I realized, like, I don't want or need to see this but i'm not gonna leave so i have to <laughs> sit here for an hour and a half tortured with it <laughs> i'm just I, d- I didn't feel tortured at all i, I generally enjoy it generally enjoyed it um it just wasn't like a great movie laugh out loud like oh my gosh like i felt so great yeah. afterwards i was like hmm, that was a nice palate cleanser mm-hmm. of a film and i didn't think the violence was that bad and i don't know i needed a comedy but it just wasn't super funny yeah so it's okay. Well, comedies have I to prob- be funny. I probably would have enjoyed it more than Crawl, so I just don't like well, movies yeah, like that that's, at all. Yeah. Not your type of movie as well, Crawl. Lesser of two evils this week. Yeah. I wasn't able to see Crawl, but I've, I've been hearing good things that it's a good time for um, that type of horror movie, so. Yeah, I'm going to try and see it this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, how do you want to talk Spider-Man or Midsommar? You pick, Kyle. Yeah. Uh, we can talk about Midsommar. I loved it. <laughs> I mean, I saw it twice. I saw it again last night. Um, I know it's not necessarily totally Kyle's cup of tea, but I'm sure I that you can, fair. you know, no, recognize it, the the achievements of it. No, it's not that it wasn't my cup of tea because I do like. Um, I have been growing more and more with horror and different kinds of horror, and this one, like, I knew it was going to be like a very type of hor- different type of horror movie. And we've talked about it before. I've liked just about everything that you've liked about it, but. Just at the end of it all, it just didn't leave much of an impact or much of a desire for me to keep like wanting to look back on it and remember it some. Oof. So I liked it, but Oof. just less than you for sure. Because I mean, yeah. you went and saw it twice. You had yeah. no, I, you had more of an impact. The second for it than time I, I saw it, nothing about it was a horror movie to me, aside from the fact, I, yeah, because you know, folk horror, horror quote folk unquote, horror, folk horror. It's hard to say as a genre is really very hard to describe it really just comes down to just the look of everything yeah you know the aesthetic um and having seen it the first time knowing kind of what happened this time it's just very much just about finally overcoming like you know trauma and regaining control of your life yeah and i thought that it communicated that in like a really really twisted but ultimately beautiful way yeah um, I agree and just with that. every the way it was shot and Florence's performance and everyone's performance, but her in particular. Yeah, she was incredible in this. Yeah, I don't know. I just I just loved it. I loved it so much. It's like the the optimistic flip side to Hereditary's just unrelenting bleak depression. Optimistic in a twisted way, though. I yeah. actually didn't come out of it being like 
that scarred me or that's really twisted. Like, I mean, there was definitely some stuff where you're like, oh, that's like under my skin, but it's not. Yeah. But again, I came out of it and being like, actually, while I was in it, like it wasn't as bad as I was. So maybe, maybe I did hide myself a bit too much, but. I mean, I knew what Hereditary was like. That's technically, yeah, technically it's a horror film. Yeah. But it's all, it mainly just tackles really serious, dark things in a serious way. Yeah. So naturally it's going to be really dark exactly and this movie does the same thing just with different themes Mm -hmm. and ultimately ends up with a positive ending (laughs) positive in a dark sense but yeah everybody died but one yeah (laughs) some horrible ways if you read it if you see it thematically it's like it's beautiful i don't know yeah um all that death and chaos is beautiful it is it's just definitely not gonna play it to a large crowd or a large no. audience that's for sure like as much as i do recommend people to give it a chance because i think they could find something out of it I, I just don't think it's really gonna happen plus there's actually a lot of um graphic scenes in there to where i think uh yeah. people <laughs> i think certain uh people will be wa- walking out of it because i know that happened in my theater that's for sure like oh really pe- yeah yeah towards the tail end though but i think you'll here. know why so there are people right behind me it was like a young group of college students and they were like very caught off guard by this type of movie but i could tell that they were like really like getting into it oh that's good what is going on like what i'm so scared right now what just happened side note it's also weirdly funny it's hilarious it's it's a lot funnier will poulter in particular i love him i love will poulter it's also really darkly comedic with how petty the main two like the main girl danny and her boyfriend's just relationship is at this point it's yeah and depending on how much you can project yourself onto that it's Oh, it's hard to watch, but it's also you can't help but kind of laugh at it. It's also hard to watch because the characters are mostly unlikable for the most part. Like the more oh. I was thinking about, it, the more I was like, There's... the guys are all just like varying degrees of like douche. Yeah, exactly. Like even at times uh, with Florence Pugh's character, I was like, I I'm not digging you that much. I mean, I rooted for her more and more when she was. Um, I don't know, like revealing more layers to the character a bit, but throughout it, I was like, there's things about the character that I also don't like here, but in a way though, oh. that's for me, that's also like the point of the movie as well. It's yeah. And no, I loved her from the beginning. Supposed to help out with the, this felt so bad for her. Yeah. Oh, the first, the first 10 minutes, you'll feel awful for her. Like, like brutal <laughs> stuff, but great. No, movie. <laughs> it's, it's a very great movie, but it's not going to play to a very large crowd to say the least. We don't need them. <laughs> I'm just sitting here being like, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. And the music is just so gorgeous. I love mm-hmm. it. No, it's also beautifully shot too. And Spider Man though, on a happier note. Yeah, if we want to go to a happier note, do we yes, want? Yes, please. Yeah, we can just recap Spider Man quickly. It's technically there might the be end spoilers. Of, technically the end of At Phase Three. Yeah. Um. So it's kind of the, you know, going back to this phrase, the palate cleanser after Endgame. Um. Very like Homecoming. It's pretty self-contained it's not really concerned with the other things that happened you know it begins with a quick recap of who died in endgame and in a very very like irreverent hilarious way in a very Um, high school way (laughs) um it means well but it's definitely high school level (laughs) but really all i can say about this movie is it's just it's like everything i wanted from a spider-man movie because spider-man has a weird way of just being able to go to weird places. He has a very wide range of places that the character can go to. And this movie kind of did a lot of that with just the character of Mysterio and, mm-hmm. you know, his way of manipulating your perception of reality. And 
there are scenes in there that were genuinely really disturbing. Like, yeah, I was like, oh my god, like I what? Love... Well, like Mysterio when he again me. spoilers. Um... Yeah, Mysterio, he's a bad guy. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> he starts like showing Peter just how much control he has over him because he can control what he sees. Yeah. And so like there's these really really trippy scary scenes where the way I can com- it's kind of like a combination of that like scene in The Force Awakens where Rey first touches the lightsaber and things yeah. just get crazy kind of combined with like the Doctor Strange scene where mm-hmm. he's going through crazy, you know, like dimensional things. Um yeah, it's it's impossible to put into words cuz it's such a visual thing, but there were a lot of things in this movie that were really unique that I hadn't seen in other Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. And the Spider-Man movies, between the two of them, easily have like the best villains of any of the yeah, Marvel so character like, sub-series. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal played Mysterio so well. It's so great that we finally have this character yeah. um, in live-action form. Are you disappointed that he will not be returning as Mysterio? No, because he was just perfect it for a while. A, he was there. It does. I mean, he is a trickster. I hate people. He is a master back. of illusions. Maybe he is alive. I hate people. I think back. he's dead, but maybe he is alive. He's super dead. Yeah, killed by his own drone. Mm-hmm. I do. I what I really appreciate about this is that it really um, expands more on Peter Parker as a character, especially coming after the events of Endgame, and you know with. Who dies at the, you know, yeah. with his important father figure who dies at the end of Endgame. Does the happy replace Tony Stark In a all? way. In yeah. a way. Happy is like the best part of the movie. Does happy yeah, he, he and works. Aunt May get he, together at all? It's hinted at. He's, yeah. he's courting her. He's courting her. Yeah. He is going after her for her affection. And Peter, Peter's like, okay, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> like he call Aunt May calls him at one point while he's in Europe and then he like hears she's like oh yeah Happy's here because he came to visit her at work on her lunch <laughs> break and Happy's just like no 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 don't do it I'm not here um, there's just so many fun little interactions and scenes and dialogue yeah. exchanges all of the supporting characters have multiple moments where they just shine and for a moment steal the spotlight especially Zendaya's MJ yeah no she's great I'll, they're all they're all really great it's yeah. just I hate that I'm about to say this, but it's it's it really fun? is a super yeah it really is it's nonstop Yay! it's nonstop fun, um, but it stays true to Spider-Man and it takes Spider-Man to places that I've been wanting to see him go, so, especially emotional emotional places, and I really like that. Like Tom Holland just grew the character of Peter and Spider-Man even more, and I think audiences will really like that because I mean he was good in homecoming like he does a great job but there's not too much being stretched out for the character but here it really takes another hey, step and i think kid, but i think this, it's it, gonna make people love yeah. him even more and can't wait for the next one um how was the introduction of um samuel jackson samuel jackson's character is funny in this one he, the, his character is just kind of like everyone's just kind of like how how does he come back in what capacity is he back to be director of shield or is... well there's no shield he's just like yeah. out of the loop because you know he disappeared he comes back mm-hmm. yeah. he's like before the they call it the blip before the snap yeah. you know i knew everything about everyone all the time i was the head of everything i disappeared for five years i come back and i don't know anything yeah so he's trying to just catch up on everything that's yeah. happened but everything's different, and you know, there's no shield. He all of a sudden he's not really in charge anymore. He kind of think still thinks he is though. Is Maria Hill part of it too, or is she's she... with him? Yeah. You know, the two of them are kind of trying to salvage what they can and trying to run the show in some sort of clear 
directed way. Yeah. But they're not recognized as like the head of things by any means. Mm -hmm. So after Black Widow also dies in Endgame, then does S.H.I.E.L.D. just go away? Because wasn't she kind of directing that at that point? I don't know if she was director of shield per well she se, was she was she, she was kind of trying to pick up the mantle of that yeah. yeah but that's not really too clearly established there are scenes where like they're in a boardroom and they're yeah. trying to talk about things but as far as i could tell everything everyone's still just trying to get their bearings and figure out what the heck just happened with mm-hmm. the whole five-year blip thing um and so do we see any other characters besides um nick fury um, maria hill and happy no, I don't think so. Anybody no. else that we would just just the returning characters from Homecoming. Yeah. That's really. what I mean. It's a very self-contained yeah. movie, um, which is why. I Well, loved it so actually, much. The, the end credits actually do. I don't know if we want to get. In. Yeah, we, let's. Do we spoil want to talk it. about those? So what that happened, actually. What happened in the end credit? Was there an end credit scene? There was two of them. Two, of, and they're what actually was, both a mid was, and an end. They're actually both pretty good. What's the mid credit scene? The mid credit. The mid credit scene I didn't even is. Google this. I, I have no idea. Did I see both of them? Did you see the last? Okay, I'll just tell. Yeah, I'll just Kyle. Tell so enlighten um, us. I, know I saw the right. big show. Mid credit scene. Um, Spiderman's back in New York. He got the girl. He got MJ. Um, again, spoil. Sorry, spoilers. I already mentioned that before, but yeah. uh, just in case. But he's swinging, and then he lands MJ, and he goes, "All right, I gotta go be Spider Man." And then he's about to flip away, but then um, an announcement on a giant TV screen in New York comes on, and it's dailybugle.com and the announcer is j jonah jameson played yeah. by jk simmons yeah he's he comes back, back. he looks, everyone loved that he looks different but you'll recognize him you'll get it so it, the crowd my crowd went nuts he's basically like alex jones yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's like an alex jones version of j jonah jameson like okay. today's version pretty much yeah um and there's video footage that he announces that um mysterio tampered with and it shows makes it seem like spider-man is the one that did all the damage in Europe and yeah, that he, he killed Mysterio when yeah. he, obviously that's not the case. He didn't kill Mysterio, but he outs him for that. And then after that, there's footage of Mysterio announcing to the, the world pretty much who Spider-Man is. And it's a picture of Peter Parker. Yeah. And so Jay, J. Joe James is like, Spider-Man's Peter Parker. Rah, 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 rah. And then it ends like there. Yeah, Spider-Man's like, what the? F-? Yeah. <laughs> and it ends. And everyone in the theater is just like oh my god like because yeah, that's all i saw I that's never been done in that. spider in the spider-man movie before so we don't know yeah there what's was, gonna happen to the poor there was kid. a scene in that first one where toby mcguire stops the train and they see his face the that's like the best second scene one. of any yeah. superhero and, movie. The, and then True. they just are like oh, tell anyone and they're like, he's just a boy. Yeah. And it just is like, he's just I mean, he's a 30-year-old man, but, but he's just a boy. Well, they say that, <laughs> though. Just he's a just kid. a kid, and they just take care of him because yeah. he's just a kid. Yeah, it's it's a fantastic This is scene a whole different too. thing. This makes him like, they don't know that Peter Parker is just a kid. They don't know what this is. They and just have today, a name. And in today's world where, uh, you know, with the internet and how things get outed and this and yeah. that, like this could... This isn't going to be Spider-Man 2 where they're like, oh, he's a kid. We won't tell anyone. Like, no, things are going to happen. Yeah. And, it's, Aunt May's and in that's going to be crazy. Yeah. Happy, Happy has to rescue her. Oh, he pretty much. He yeah. will. Happy is going. He's going to get his own. Honestly, movie. this might be yeah. Happy's best day ever. Yeah. <laughs> Happy's like. <laughs> now he gets to be the true hero. Oh. And and for Spider-Man as a character, that's so much great setup to where I'm so happy. What was the excited. end credit scene? Because I saw that one. The end credit scene um, opens up to. A car and it's um, Nick Fury and Maria Hill in the front seats, 
but then they, their faces change and they're revealed to be uh, the Skrulls. And Nick Fury is played by the Skrull that was in um, Captain Marvel, who oh, met really? Nick Fury. So basically, they're going ben back Mendelsohn? and forth. Yeah, Ben Mendelsohn's character. And basically, they're going back and forth, like explaining like the situation and how they didn't really do that good of a job, uh, what they were supposed to be doing. And so they call someone up and they go, hey, um, you need to come back. You need to fix some things. And then it switches over to someone else on the receiving end. And it, um, at first, it looks like um, it's Sam Jackson sitting yeah. on a lawn chair um, out on a beach. Uh, but he just hangs up the phone like he doesn't really care what they're saying. And he gets up from his chair and it's revealed that the beach is actually just like a hologram screen. Uh-huh. And he walks out and he looks like he's in a giant uh, spacecraft of some kind. Like he's out in space. And he's just like yelling at people like all right get back to work like it's a joking matter yeah. that he's like yelling at people but you can tell like um something's going on to where like he's a part of like this bigger thing out in space so furious yeah so you oh. think that yeah, i totally missed that you oh, didn't wow. stay no, no wonder, I no wonder after five years they don't know what the heck's going on yeah. <laughs> it's not even him i booked that it so much you kept, i don't like that though you, you, you kept explaining it and i was like Nick Fury Is he just avoiding so spoilers? I don't want to say anything. There's so many but... great scenes where like Happy Hogan and Peter just kind of like almost talking down to Nick Fury. I'm like, yeah. this is hilarious. I love this. Yeah. I don't like this now. But oh. I mean, it's funny. I love it. I hate it's funny the scenes. way you were looking at it because it. that's so true. Like he would come back five years later and would not know anything. But then for me, it's even funnier because it's someone else trying to impersonate Nick Fury. And now that I think about it, you can tell that nick fury wasn't acting like uh nick fury if you know what i mean yeah like you can tell there was something off about it, but you just initially assume it's because five years have gone by and you don't know anything um so that's so, funny but then on top of that it might mean bigger things uh, for the mcu and for the cosmic part of it yeah mcu is going to space so do you think that again <laughs> after captain marvel feels like she lost nick fury for that time um that once he came back and stuff she's like no you're staying with me like maybe i need you i need your help elsewhere maybe after, just to keep him close maybe after everything know. that thanos did he's creating something else like yeah. in, out in space to help protect it better and maybe captain marvel is a part of it too right like she like she's like i'm gonna go introduce you to some of my friends yeah i mean possibly all i know is like that's an interesting really angle <laughs> yeah. to start I'm I'm kind of interested in that. I, I want Spider-Man three, and I want Guardians three, and that's it. <laughs> that's the only ones I want. No, I mean those are pretty pumped for too. That's for sure. You don't want another those... Black Panther movie. Mm. I mean, be cool, Do you want a Captain but... America where it's Falcon now? No. Well, that's what the Disney Plus show is going to be. Oh yeah, yeah. that's I'm just yeah. not going to watch Soldier. it. I mean, I will, but I'm not like actively anticipating it. Yeah. I mean, I love those two end credits scenes. I think I love the first one. A lot of them have kind of meandered a bit. And <laughs> I can't believe you didn't stay for another one. Why oh, I can. I? I can now that these. Why now that I? <laughs> I was like, that's cool. That's the perfect way to end this movie. Leave I just, on a high note. I just kind of figured you guess did, what? There was another but... scene, and then kind of like meh. muted the high note. That no, they these had two going. like you oh you God. had to stay for both of them. It's Spider Man's like, movie. It should end with Spider Man. It shouldn't end with outer space nick fury that's dumb <laughs> i i like picture the, i like how they brought ben Mendel- mendelson back that's awesome he... it was such a self-contained movie it was so perfectly but packaged is, why do you part keep of the getting bigger duped picture. by this like you keep thinking they're gonna be because it's the end i know they have to set it up but i thought you know there's gonna tie this up a bow. maybe this just this one time 
No. I hate Marvel movies. They even came out and said there was two of them. Yeah. Every critic came out and said, you have to say for the two end credits. To scenes. be honest, I didn't even Google what the end I credits were. I care so little about time. end credits. I'm, I'm impressed by that. So it was my I fault this time. I didn't even think about it. Well, then I, I don't think you're going to see Spider Man anyway. No offense. No, I'm not. <laughs> I care so little about end credits scenes. I didn't look it up beforehand, but I figured, no, it's Marvel and Endgame didn't have one, thank God. But they're probably going to do one with yeah, this but that one. was a ta- that was not. I didn't want tasteful. That's not fair. Um, but that that made sense though. Like Endgame. Yeah, no, I'm glad Endgame shouldn't have had one, and it didn't. Perfect. But this isn't Spider-Man. Hon- the honestly, end. this should have started. This should have started Phase Three and not be technically the end of, or start Phase Four, but not technically the end of Phase Three. But whatever, that's minor. Yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't see it. Can't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna see the end credits. Scene. I'm not gonna look it up. I'm just gonna. Pretend it just ends on a high note with actually Spider Man. I can't just do that for Eric. the first time. We spoiled something for Eric. That's actually really funny. Not the audience. Yeah, you just kept describing it, and yeah. I was like, "Is he trying to avoid spoilers right now?" No, I, I just genuinely thought that they were doing a silly <laughs> yeah, thing but then and changing you, a character for the better. But then, now it's and like, then ah, when you no. said it, I was just like, "Oh, of course, it's he just did another say. stupid comic." It's book been twist. over a week, and we've talked about this before. I don't know how this didn't come out. <laughs> But like literally just know. came out now in this. Because if I was making this movie, I'd be like, "You want to end on the highest note possible? That's Spider-Man getting outed. That's the highest note possible to end on." Yeah, but then Kevin Feige comes in. And he's like, "No, we got to mention scrolls. We need more teases. Got to mention scrolls, Eric." <laughs> I hate the scrolls. I hate them. Well, They're stupid. They look dumb. <laughs> ben Mendelsohn's kind of cool. But ben, ben Mendelsohn made the part really, really cool. <laughs> you like the character, not the race. Whoa. I don't like. <laughs> I just Whoa. don't like. I just don't like the. Just I don't like the ever-growing cosmic aspect because they exhausted Earth and they're gonna exhaust space very quickly. Yeah. And then after that, what? What can you do? Time more time travel. Multi-dimensions. Yeah. Yeah, that's no Multiverse. different. Than, that's no different than time travel when it comes right. to comic book storylines. <laughs> they're all the same thing. Time travel. Then we're gonna get alternate dimensions. We're gonna get dimensions where gender and race are swapped on all of our characters. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. how they'll remake it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they're awesome. They'll start yeah. remaking the like how Disney's awesome remaking their animated movies. Marvel's just gonna start remaking their old Marvel movies, but right. Like, what if? Yeah. What was going it's on? Probably exactly dimension, what's gonna happen. Blah blah blah. And I hate it. Actually, I think that is. I actually think that is a Disney Plus show that's being made, like a what yeah. what ifs type stuff. So but, so stupid. Huh. At least it's TV. But Spider-Man: Far From Home is great. I loved it. It's probably my favorite. Despite Marvel Eric movie. complaining about end credit scene, yeah. Spider-Man is a really good. I almost like it more than Homecoming. Like I, I do like it more. I've thought about it like a Marvel week and a half, and I still think when it's you, better than. When Homecoming. you guys said you liked it more than Homecoming, I was like, oh, maybe I'll give it a shot. I still don't believe you. And now that you've told me everything, I'm like, mm, I don't need to now. <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> it's the best I don't Marvel need movie. To. Even Jake Gyllenhaal could Say that again, Eric. Me. I'm sorry. Well, it's say the best that, Marvel say that again. Movie. MCU, we clarified, because we yeah, still think Spider-Verse, into the Spider-Verse yes. is still... I hate, I hate having to clarify this all the time. Yeah. There's so many different things. Canon, Eric, canon. For the, for the Walt Disney-owned Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe, right. Spider-Man Far From Home and the two Guardians movies are the best ones. I think for me, my I best I think that's a bit of a hot take. Yeah. It's true. Though. I mean, Guardians, mm-hmm. yes, absolutely. But I only agree with far you. Far from home, that's a hot. I agree take. with you on Guardians, but I still think Captain America, First Avengers. That's a great one. That's so but I'm a Spider-Man boy. In always my top ten, always for will sure. Be. Yeah. Well, so I'm, I I'm Spider-Man happy Eric liked it a whole lot. When I see Spider-Man done right, I like. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm ha- I'm happy. I'm happy that there's a happy Eric. A happy after Eric. an MCU movie. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I I do think people should. If people want to catch up after Endgame, like go see it. If you want to see a Spider-Man movie, go see it. It's also remarkable that I'm really hyped for this Spider-Man movie after Into the Spider-Verse because Spider-Verse is phenomenal. Yeah, there can be different types of Spider-Man movies that are all good. It's just hard for what Spider-Verse did. It's just hard. It would be hard to continue. It's supposed to be a quick recap of those movies. It wasn't the quickest recap. No. (laughs) Yeah. Move on. You guys, guys are well. I didn't realize that you hadn't seen the end credit. That's crazy. Yeah, that part went down a rabbit hole. (laughs) Wish I didn't know that. Um. Okay. So, on to the new trailers this week which i'm super excited we'll keep the disney remake train going with mulan um i I, i'm a little bit i'm actually pumped for this one that's a bigger yay this is gonna be good i know a lot of people are like i've heard a lot of negative reactions not negative than like oh they're doing it wrong just where's mushu and all she does is fight for all we know he'll be in the next trailer there's like a petition for mushu and it's hilarious did you see the memes where it was like mushu on a milk carton where's mushu no No, it's i'm okay with there being no mushu i'm a little sad that they're not gonna sing the be a man song yeah supposedly there's no like musical type numbers i imagine the music from the from the disney original is gonna be like oh it'll be in the in the score yeah it's gonna be in the scores and people will be like you hear that yeah Mulan's song here is going to be like thank god <laughs> but I do love her being badass and fighting in the army no, it looks I cool. just, like, I'm so excited for this movie like we talked about a long time ago of all the ones to remake that you could give an actual new spin on or yeah. just present it in a different way this makes sense make yeah. it realistic you know yeah at the center of the movie is that huge clash battle you that know looks- and as amazing and beautiful as the animation was in the original or in the animated one it looks like it can have like a whole new I remember like, visceral impact this time around. One thing I loved about the original animated Mulan was that even though it was animated, they still tried to do that sweeping aerial animated shot, which oh, yeah. was way different. I like they never tried the to Huns, make this scale. When the Huns yeah. come down on the mountain. On the mountain. Oh, imagine that live yes. action, guys. Oh, yes. It's going to look so It's going to be amazing. I'm very excited for this. I don't care that Mushu's not in it, although I'm a little sad, but I I, I'm ready Mushu. for a, a real live disney movie like this like no magic no maybe some mysticism but no magic just people don't care about mushu Mm. (laughs) they don't i I don't know if i if i miss mushu or if i don't miss eddie murphy mushu is just happens to be the stand-in for the biggest thing that's not exactly like the original yeah then if, people latch on to that. If Mushu was in the trailer, but it showed a different thing where, like, the those spirits were in there, but one of them looked different, so they would she, latch on to that. Did she have a sister in the trailer? It looks like she has a sister. I thought that was kind of interesting. She wasn't an only child. <laughs> Not my Mulan. <laughs> <laughs> we will get to the Ariel thing later. Quit trying to ruin Mulan with it. Eric's on fire today. <laughs> you... Tweaked him with all of that credit scene. Now we're gonna deal with this through the whole podcast. This, this was like the one time where I actually was willing to do spoilers too, and of course it bites me in the spoiled butt. Spoiled Eric. Of course, me, I'm like, it, oh, this is great. Yeah, it's, oh, gosh. and I felt so happy to talk about it too. No, I, I mean, I, yeah, the movie looks cool. I just hate how people pretend to care so much about little things. Okay, in a different take so on what, a movie. 
what were some like the things you liked about the trailer for me i loved like i thought her armor looked great i thought the aesthetic of everything looked good mm-hmm. i like how it was just her in the trailer and not like i don't even know if they're gonna have lee shane as the actual love interest or if it'll be a different character maybe she wouldn't but, even have a love interest oh that'd be even better yeah. that's probably that's my theory honestly. although one of the my favorite lines from the first one is um a girl like that doesn't come every dynasty going <laughs> when the emperor tells Lee oh, Shane yeah. that at the very end i just love that part like dude what are you catch doing that line no i i like i like the whole presentation of it i thought the music was really it was swelling and got me like kind of pumped yeah. up i liked the look of all the characters mm-hmm. i liked the voiceover of her mom or her grandma whoever i think it's her right. grandmother i can't remember her oh, grandma i hope, I hope role, it's I that feisty sassy grandma is back people freaking out that there was no lucky cricket but you know whatever um I'm sure if, if Musha was in the movie, the cricket yes, would be exactly. That's, yeah, that's, that's my point. yeah, yeah, yeah. People are dumb. I just love um, that the tone makes it feel like Crouching Tiger, almost like those type of oh, movies. totally. Like yeah, that's what they're movies. going. I, and I think the way she backflips up to a level. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the action awesome. looks good too. Like it looks, and it just looks stunning, and it looks different. Like I mean, I'm fine with these Disney remakes or whatever like looking similar like i i'm gonna be okay with how lion king's gonna look similar i was okay with parts of aladdin looking similar but i think for some of them like it does it's okay to have like, like a lot of change and i think mulan is a perfect example yeah. of well, that. my biggest takeaway from it was just the whole overall tone of it because mulan obviously you know there's lots of serious things there's battle and you know death and things but there's lots of like slapstick and you know, classic Disney. Young... I ain't bite no more butts. Yeah, <laughs> you know, little things like that that are <laughs> objectively like kind of kitty humor. Yeah, but you don't really get any of that in this, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm not assuming that they won't be in the movie, but I'm wondering if it'll be more of just like a straight through and through serious movie than we've seen yeah. in other Disney live action movies. I'm I now that thinking back on it, I'm surprised that she didn't cut her hair because that was a big thing to be, turn her into a man. I don't think she. There were there were parts where I was like, it looks like she's, she's in the compound now, yeah. and she still looks like a female. So I'm wondering yeah. how I'm wondering if that's just like trailer shots, and they're just doing it that way, or if they're instead of cutting her hair, like maybe it's like in a bun, and they're just like, oh, okay. Like I, I am wondering how that's gonna part is gonna work, mm-hmm. um, especially for today's audience. I wonder how that's gonna be right. played out, or just, I wonder how people will react to it as well. Um, there's a lot of moving parts to that aspect of the movie where it's going to be interesting. Yeah, but definitely. I'm sure that I'm sure they did it in a fine way. I'm sure it's going to work. But but I I'm pumped for that. The, I've always said over and over. I only ever wanted two remakes. I wanted Beauty and the Beast and I wanted Mulan. And I really wanted Mulan first. And I think that they announced the whole remake thing with Mulan. Yeah. Like this has Mul- been Mulan so was many years. years. Yeah, ago. I think she's been in that the movie's been in mind for and a then while. I think they must have changed direction or strategy or something because it's been a long time for this one and i feel like this one's going to feel completely different than all the other remakes so i hope it would be nice excited you know as much as i harp on and really really don't like the the idea of the, the flow of live action remakes yeah i'm not gonna pretend like it's impossible for one of them to come along and be really really good yeah and i'm hoping that's move on cinderella cinderella i feel like might be the best of them so far. That's really? fair. Yeah. I've not seen Cinderella. Remakes. Either that or Jungle Book for me. Ooh, yeah. I didn't... Because that one... one too. I didn't... I that one just you can remake. A, it's it's yeah. It was so old and it was so... It was so not popular. 
uh, that it it just made total sense to be able to reboot it, whether it was different or exactly the same or what have you. But yeah, I had a hard time in Jungle Book only because it's a little boy lost in the jungle, and I'm like, no, <laughs> my babies, where's, where's your mommy? The animals are not your mommy. <laughs> I this this movie is it looks really cool. Yeah. Like I give Disney props for this one. It, I and I hope that the, it really does seem like it's going to be something com- completely different. Because um, I really yeah. like this vibe that they're going with. And I'm glad they got just an all Asian cast and all like it's yeah, that's very awesome too. Awesome. Yeah. That is going to be so good. Mm-hmm. But moving on <sighs> now that so di- that's Mulan is Disney doing it right. <sighs> and now we've got. Disney apparently doing it wrong. Apparently, to, Little Mermaid. According to Twitter, according to, yeah, according according to, to Twitter. Some, some very outspoken internet keyboard so, warriors. So they are remaking <laughs> Little Mermaid, which we're not surprised by. Yep. But they have announced their first cast of who plays Ariel, and her name is Halle Bailey, not to be confused with Halle Berry. <laughs> and she is um, an black she's, actress. Yeah, she's a young African American. Mm-hmm female i don't know how old she is in real life she's probably i think, I think she's, she's in her 20s i think oh well, she looks younger than that early early 20s then and maybe she, i don't know but, but apparently she's part of i forget the name now chloe and something with her sister it's like a musical chloe, a and, chloe and hallie yeah chloe and hallie oh geez. yeah because yeah. they're sisters yeah, and a, they're in a music duo that's signed by beyonce's label um the actress hasn't really done a whole lot of acting. Like her biggest thing right now is in the freeform show uh, Grownish. I don't know how yeah. good she is in that show. I've never seen it, so. Um, but lo- but that's all I know her from anyway, just yeah, based so off name. Surprise, surprise! It's announced that she's playing Ariel. Surprise, surprise! Because she's not redheaded not, and white. <laughs> there's a big group of people on the internet who now hate that she's yeah. 19 years old yeah i was gonna say like i don't think she's even 20 but and you know it's the same old song and dance whenever these things happen people get up in arms because they're it's not my ariel or hashtag not my ariel. she's supposed to have red hair that mermaid's supposed to have red hair <laughs> i just there's i hate these things because there's not there's never anything new to say it's right. always the same thing it's so predictable, <laughs> and part of me just like gets conspiratorial about these things sometimes. It's right. Like, well, we talked about different aspects of this argument that, you know, there are some people that have this reaction that's like, "Ooh, that's not what I'm used to. I don't, I don't know if I like it or not, but I'll, I'll wait and see." Then there's people that take that that step further and be like, "Because I don't think I like this right now, I'm gonna hate it." And those I hate are the, it. I hate yeah, her. I hate her, and I want to take the whole thing down. Yeah. it shouldn't even exist in my world. And those are the people that are the, the most vocal. And then there's the racist. Um, aspect of it right. too but whether that's trolls or vocal uh, whatever that people, is it's whatever both. that is it's a, i'm sure a lot of it's and trolls a lot of it's genuine you know hate yeah it's mixture of both that's also another but like, i don't sad think it's bad it. like there aren't it's not wrong to have that reaction like oh this is different i don't know if i like it it's when you take it the step further yeah. that it becomes ridiculous yeah and eric has made a good point that this is just this like reaction culture that we're in where you feel mm-hmm. like you have to have an opinion on it and that you have to get that out right away. Yeah, that's and... why. That's why I say I don't think people right. care about Ariel. I no. really don't think they care about Ariel. <laughs> they don't care about Mushu. They don't care about the Little Mermaid in general. They just this. You know, it's the new thing. So everybody just has to react and 
try and articulate the most thoughtful 140 character tweet right so they can i can see where some people participate might have thought like oh okay i i've not thought of ariel in 20 years but now that it's coming out maybe i could enjoy this with my children but it's not going to be the same character so maybe there's a little bit of like i don't know disappointment in that that could maybe like they can't experience it the exact same way that you experienced it as a child but, but I've, I've, i don't think that that why is, would you want them to you know the i don't original know i don't care, there. yeah it's it's stupid how easy a, it's almost it's a cliche at this point but yeah you can just watch the original one too <laughs> right you know and i just i genuinely believe that like little kids who are like like really young they're not gonna care they're, it's not even gonna register in their head yeah you know yeah unless they hear it through family members or other people right. at school as who a, parrot what they hear as a parent i i you think about all the things that you want your child to experience that you experienced and you're like oh i can't wait and then happen. and then the reality comes that the kids don't may not like it they may embrace it you never know you have no control over that part and so to get upset over like these things is so silly because you really don't know how you're going to experience that. Like I loved baseball and softball and T-ball like so much. My kids, no. Like I don't know if we're going to be able to like ever go forward with it anymore. They really uh-huh. did not like it. Just and, coming to terms with that. And I'm like, oh, I bought a T-ball stand. I bought all this stuff. I was like, we are going to be. Oof. We're going to be a T-ball <sighs> family. Just give it time. Yeah. People's interests I'll give change. It. But see, that's the thing. Like, I built it up yeah. as this experience that we were going to experience together. And then... You mean then setting they did expectations <gasps> hurt you? What? It did. It did. <laughs> oh, my hurt. God. It didn't hurt me because I'm like, oh, well, that's interesting. My kids are way different than I am. Like, so who hashtag not thought? my kids. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a weird thing in your mind. You're like, I created you. You're supposed to be like me. Yeah. <laughs> You're supposed to be malleable, right? I can yeah. shape you into whatever I want. <laughs> nope. Not the case with mine. They are who they are. And I love it. I'm like, okay, so now that we're not going to have T-ball or you don't like... I don't know. They don't like some of the movies I like. I'm like, what are we going to experience <laughs> together? And I and that's I think taking the healthy step forward. Uh, these people yeah. that get so upset over this aren't. I mean, there's an infinite number of reasons why they react this way, yeah. and that's why I love but hate these things because you know it's the very core of this whole ongoing like culture war and yeah. this you know shift of everything. But there's no conclusion. There's no like end in sight. Mm-hmm. You know, and then there's the whole complicated aspect of Disney. Most likely, I'm sure that they, the fact that they're representing women of color and other minorities is a is an added bonus, right? But they're doing it because it's topical, and it, well, it's, they had to make somebody somewhere had to sit down and be like, okay, we're gonna remake this. What should we do with this character? And there were had to have been discussions, yes. and they chose to go on this route because. I don't think it's for the altruistic of, oh, we're going to promote people no. of color. It was like, oh, we're in that time. As calculated too. as yeah. everything Disney does, there is no way. It. They were just like, it's time where we represent women yeah. of color. It's no. diversity so is this hot gonna, right now. They, they probably said, is this financially going to hurt us if we make this change or is it financially going to help They're us? They're going to be like, ooh, well, we're going to get the added controversy yeah. of people who are going to react because she's black. Oh, and then that's going to cause a bunch that. of people to yeah. react to them. That's going to put this mm-hmm. movie on in the zeitgeist. It's going to get people talking about it. And then it's going to come out. And because we're Disney, everyone's going to see it anyways. So we get <laughs> all of it. That's so cynical. But you got to like... You got to think that somebody somewhere had to sign off on that. It wasn't just some directors like, I'm going to be artistic. What if? 
No. No. Does that's not how Disney works. So I works. wonder if some people in seeing the change can't, um, you know, like articulate their reaction and maybe they're reacting more to that, like money grab of yeah. trying to be PC rather than the fact that they're really actually bothered by the character mm-hmm. being different. No, I think it's the way that so I'm saying there's changed. an infinite number of reasons. I have no doubt that there's yeah. a huge number of people who that is their primary complaint or problem with right. it. You know, it has nothing to do with Halle Bailey specifically, it has nothing to do yeah. with the fact that she's black. It has to do with the fact that Disney is just exploiting the time that we're in. And they get to be looked at and people will champion them as being progressive. Do you think by the time that this movie actually comes out, because they just are casting it now, it'll be probably two years before it comes out. Do you think by then people, there'll be remake fatigue even, and that this controversy added with a remake fatigue will even hurt it more? I don't know. Might have to ask this after remake fatigue will ever be an actual thing that's not just something people claim to be feeling. Because right now, everywhere you look on internet forums and different websites, everyone's complaining about there's nothing but remakes, sequels, prequels. If you just read their opinions, you would think that we've been over remakes and sequels and everything for years now. Well, I think... But everyone still sees them. I don't think that that's as true anymore, though. Um, I think there is an actual remake fatigue and sequelitis. I just think to what extent is it affecting certain movies? Like Men in Black, there was a huge remake fatigue. There wasn't anything about that that changed the franchise enough to feel new. So mm-hmm. it it suffered. And I think sequels, you know, are not doing as good as what they should what has been the thing in the past you know in the past a sequel usually outgrossed the initial film but i don't think that that's happening anymore no and so that's a good point i think box office dollars wise it's definitely starting to be hurt but but disney still has the number one films like lion king might still be a four or five or six hundred million dollar u.s domestic picture part of me wonders and i just have this thought right now if there's going to be a weird sort of symmetry because obviously remakes and everything have been happening for a really long time. But yeah. when The Force Awakens came out and they established this kind of passing of the torch type formula and people realized like, oh my gosh, if we soft reboot things, that totally right. works. Um, so part of me wonders if there's going to be a symmetry when after Rise of Skywalker comes out because that's billed as the end of this entire Skywalker saga. Yeah. And then that's kind of sort of coinciding with the end of peak Marvel as we know it. Yeah. You know, the the OG Avengers are gone. We still have, you know, Spider-Man and Black Panther. But I just don't think that the next roster of characters is going to come close to Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, Hulk. Yeah. You know, if all of these things, if maybe it'll all starting with this new decade, maybe there will be a shift and coinciding with Disney's streaming service and everything getting fractured out and... Well, and and the whole market, if you just add streaming, you think about how streaming adds to the market, how the supply in the market is just being doused. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're getting your like Marvel and you're getting your Star Wars fixes in other places now mm-hmm. besides just video games and streaming. How much is that going to affect movies? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I feel like that's a very interesting thing to consider. And I do think that here probably pretty soon everything just seems to be lining up in a way and i feel like i can feel it coming yeah like i see it coming because no genre can be on top for forever 
and superheroes have movies have been on the top right. for like over a decade now. Yeah. Well, if you think about it in like the forties and fifties, mm-hmm. Westerns were huge. They were un- Some of the, nothing will ever be as big as Westerns was at that time. They were everywhere. And they were easy Superhero to make. movies today, yeah. not even comparable, to, but even that fell, you know, it's like yeah. the Ozymandias type thing, you know, nothing mm-hmm. will last forever. No thrillers, the whole spy, the whole, that it comes in thing. patterns, history repeats yeah. itself, but now we're at the precipice of something never seen before with streaming and all of yeah. that. That's going to be something totally different that nobody could really see for sure, but it's it's not going to involve remakes and nostalgia domination. It's it's going to be something else. Well, or does the theatrical side still be dominated by remakes and and sequels and stuff because of the marketing dollars it takes to market those films. Maybe. So like on streaming, they can just push the algorithm to push the new stuff and change your algorithm. So they change your behavior of what you see on the streaming site. But with theaters, you have to actually spend marketing dollars and it's very difficult anymore to do that, to target that. Yeah. Yeah. All of these things, it's it's unprecedented. It's, it's, crazy it's hard to take that risk to put the original content and spend the extra marketing dollars because you're unsure if it's like going to the movie back. theater will just be like the movie equivalent of people who like still buy cds yeah you know or it's still there it's still a thing you can still do it but nobody really it'll probably does. turn into more of like broadway yeah you know there'll be a few choice select theaters there'll be experiences that people still love and support but broadway shows are expensive yeah and there's off-Broadway and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. but it takes like a, a real taste, a real... Well, like, but the to the to culture of yeah. Broadway, you know, people don't question the really expensive tickets. No. You know, it's it's a full-on production. It's a spectacle. And it's an event of going and seeing yeah. live theater. Whether or not the movie theater experience can adapt and sort of find a way to make audiences believe that there's a sense of like prestige to it, it's... Yeah. remains to be seen well i think if you know the awards keep diluting themselves with awarding <laughs> you know streaming content and stuff you are going to lose a little bit of that prestige mm-hmm. it, all of these conversations right. always come back to the same place we don't know what's going to happen it's, it's crazy a, a i am whole... loving everything i'm loving the chaos of all right. of it and i can't wait to see what happens next but it is a little it's a little scary it is in a way it's a whole change in how consumers consume media Mm-hmm. And that comes down to it, whether that is through the darkness of a movie theater, the comfort of your living room, or the phys- physical agency of like a video game. Like we talked mm-hmm. about how it's also a uh, attention span issue. And as more and more people try to go to short form video, so like 10 minutes or less mm-hmm. on these episodes and stuff, how it makes movie sitting for the attention span of a movie harder and harder for audiences, younger audiences. Then you get the whole binging culture yeah. too, which totally contradicts that. Like right. there's, that's why there's no way to predict any of this. Everything's changing. None of it makes sense. Mm-hmm. We just kind of have to be in it until it starts to settle down and we're like, Oh, okay. So this is how things are being done now. But what I think what they need to do is stop announcing casting decisions and stuff well ahead of time and stop teasing. I know they they tease that as a marketing thing to get interest and awareness out Mm -hmm. there early, but all it does is create such a negative cultural space. Yeah. It's, it's, it's horrible. What the, yeah. That's what I'm saying. There's Disney knows that 
quote unquote controversy. It's inevitable. They know right. what's going to happen when they announce this. And the movie, like you said, is probably not coming out for a couple years. Mm-hmm. You know, like if they're just casting it now and there's going to be special mermaid effects, it probably will be two years away. Yeah. I don't know. So why announce that now? I just hope the actress plays a fictional mermaid well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, sure I'm sure she'll do fine. <laughs> I know you guys have gotten well, to I'm, like your... I'm excited they, they got a scene because it means it's going to be a musical and it means that she's going to see her, her own yeah. material and that she'll probably do it justice. I really feel like if you're going to have your characters seen that they need to be real trained seeners and seen well. Mm. I think that's paramount. I, as much as I love Beauty and the Beast and... Um, Oh, what's her name? Emma Watson. Emma Watson. She couldn't sing. And <laughs> no, I think, not really. <laughs> I think she did a disservice to the character of Belle not being able to have those moments and that belt out that feeling and that energy in her voice. She did. She was fine for like the other aspects of the character. I just mm-hmm. always go back to that. I was like, oh, I wish she could have sang a little bit better in that movie. Yeah. That's just my, that was just my only concern that's when it I comes like, to this. Other than that, I don't i don't really care <laughs> i don't really care about the character of ariel to begin with i think she's oh. an annoying spoiled <laughs> teenager that falls in, gives up everything before she's even lived life to which in a weird way is kind of accurate for a, a lot teenager. of teenagers <laughs> yeah it's just so immature Marianne and so female. ridiculous i can't even watch spider-man he's a mature teenager let alone this thing <laughs> so i'm not looking forward to this movie at all because i just don't like the character of ariel if they made her like 20 something and you know God, like cringing at her past self like remember when i almost gave it up for a fork because <laughs> i thought i'd coat my hair with it I don't well know. maybe hallie bailey is gonna change that for you probably not but yeah that's that's my spiel i can't take any of this right. seriously because it's all just inevitable symptoms it of goes this just yeah. crazy chaotic shift in everything Everybody they're, feels they're like connected. they have to have an opinion and that their opinion yeah, matters. Nobody knows what's going on, but everyone yeah. wants to feel like they kind of maybe know. And that they have agency over it. Yeah, like, it's like that no, if they complain enough, they'll get it changed. Let's just all sit back and just watch where this crazy train goes. And then once it right. settles down, we can be like, oh my God. I feel like it's a weird thing that people think they can have control over that. Like if I complain enough and if I hate it and if we get the hashtag not my aerial trending, maybe they'll recast get, her. Get well, the sometimes petitions. It, happen, it only has to happen once for people to think that that's a possibility with yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog. I know? was just going to say, yeah. Once it happens once, people are like, oh, we have this power. That might. I think you're right though, Eric, about that. I think that it's going to remembering that it's going to spark people up to keep doing it. Yeah. Cause people they just think have they to, have the power. People just in a oh, way have to, excuse me, put up blinders to internet comments. <laughs> right. It sounds stupidly simple and I know it's not realistically that simple, but I feel like that's a good start. Yes. They just don't matter. Cause you know, we had this controversy with genie and Aladdin. Remember everybody? Yeah. And that was, wasn't even was a race upset. thing. That yeah. was just, he doesn't look like the cartoon. Well, it, they were upset cause he wasn't blue. blue. And then he came out and he said, I will be blue in it. 
and then they showed a picture I of him blue. blue in it. I yeah. can't believe that's a thing. Will Smith yeah. was probably like, "You gotta be kidding yes, me. Yes, that's what every. That's probably right. what most people are like. These aren't. Yeah, they don't matter. Yeah. And then he showed the picture of him blue, and even us here in the audience in the, the office were like, "Yeah, it's funny. Looks so it's weird. Kind of, it's cringy. It's a little yeah. puffy looking. The CGI weird. just looked a little strange. It so bad. Twenty but seconds after I looked Smith at that picture, blue. I'm thinking about other stuff. It yeah. doesn't matter. So, but then the movie has just done phenomenal yeah, it'll be a solid performing along. it'll get up quietly there. underrated yeah quietly underrated like yeah, it really didn't hit. matter at the end the at what matters at the very end of any of this is are you entertained did did the movie do the job of escaping you into a different place and taking you on a journey mm-hmm. and little mermaid will do that for people it, and yes there's no way it won't and just Maybe because, it'll be bad, but just because Ariel's black doesn't mean it's still not going to move you emotionally. I just, I get, I don't get that controversy, but I, I don't want to discredit people's gut reaction being like, this isn't the same. Cause you're going to get that when you're remaking things and you're changing something so fundamental to people's perception of the character. I think it's all just a weird universal existential anxiety about something yeah you know for some people when they see a an actress race change that's like that's not how things used to be for other people they'll see something else that's not how things used to be and and i like change is scary it's always gonna be scary (laughs) but it just on a huge macro level i don't know there's something going on i can feel it it's fascinating but it's ugly it's just I think it really boils down to people need to feel like they're in control of their world and the reality. I, I think and, that's absolutely what it boils down and to. And when you get things like this that challenge that, that's just very difficult for people. And the more that there's stressors and challenges in the world, whether it's financial, political, whatever the challenges are, the cultural things, then they just lash out. Yeah. My brain hurts. I feel so smart, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny how these movies like perpetuate the power of these, art. these cultural discussions and yeah. these bigger discussions about how people behave what they're feeling because movies are just a reflection of a culture's emotions at that time mm-hmm. true they always have been yeah so it's just apparently in our culture we're not we're not very good with change still no <laughs> like kyle said it, all it takes apparently is a formerly cartoon fictional fairy tale mermaid character she's not real having her live action version look a little bit different mermaids aren't real people it's going to be okay would have thought now that being said if uh sebastian is not jamaican in this movie i will riot yes like th- there's no way around that what you about, have to sign you have to start a petition aquafina being scuttle is that a good I don't a female scuttle honestly do i don't that, care though? about that bird character so that's fine <laughs> like i i actually hated that bird character in the movie I so i don't care character. who they cast in that was scuttle in um no he wasn't they were different time periods i always get scuttle confused with uh rescuers down under that bird. oh maybe that i think that's oh that's yeah thinking. what was that bird's name yeah. he was awesome i always get them Where's confused but they're remake? obviously different time frames <laughs> oh it's coming they <laughs> it better it'll be a streaming remake probably that didn't they that deserves the biggest of theater screen screens i loved rescuers down under there. i didn't really care for the rescuers i always was a rescuers down under it always got me the <laughs> I think, eagle i think there's a lot of people that would agree with you i think mm-hmm. like the second one more yeah <sighs> that was a good like sequel that was better than the first 
very rare one. Been a while, but probably, yeah. So I think the major takeaways from all of this. Mermaids aren't real. Mermaids aren't real. Midsummer is a beautiful, happy story. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, Don't be fooled, people. By Disney Eric's still hates post-credit scenes. Disney yeah. post-credit scenes ruin the movie. He loves fun until it's not fun anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and somebody burst his bubble. Just <laughs> deflated that. Of course, the guy. one time I decide, let's do spoilers. Yeah, yeah that's one our major time. takeaway. So, what's coming out this weekend? What's coming well, obviously, out? Stuber. Stuber and Crawl. That Crawl. crocodile horror movie. Yeah, you Both, know, you know, hopefully we'll do or alligator. Okay. Uh, nothing's taking down Spider Man or Toy Story. No, no Spider Man's going to be up there. Um, Crawl did more in Thursday early show grosses than Stuber did. Just yeah. FYI, okay. everybody. Did a million, and I think Stuber did like 750 or something. Okay. That's actually a bit interesting. Yeah, I mean, next week it'll things will definitely change with Lion King. It'll all be about Lion King. Yeah, this week it's oh my gosh, Spider Man no and Toy Story are still holding strong. So the question for us is we, that we've got to think about is next week it's all about Lion King. The week after, the only film coming out is Once Upon a Time. That's the week in after Hollywood. That, I thought. Yeah, the week after. Oh, wait, this so, weekend's the twelfth. I had yeah, yeah. it was a week. So the twelfth is Crawl and Stuber. The nineteenth is Lion King. The twenty sixth is. Once Once Upon a Time. I don't see Once Upon a Time dethroning Lion King, so I think Lion King's got at least a two-week run. No, I don't don't think it (laughs) will. The Lion King's an unknown property. I just don't know if it can hold on after one week. It's Hobbs and Shaw. I think Hobbs and Shaw Shaw could overtake Lion King. It'll take Lion King. Because that'll be Lion King's third week. Yeah, and it will be down quite a bit by then. Well, I'm excited for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Hobbs and Shaw. I'm so excited for Hobbs and Shaw. I feel like that that's the last big movie that I really want to see until the holidays. Yeah. I still can't wait for Lion King. It'll be interesting to see wait. how how much your your loyalty shields yeah. you against the uncanny valley. Gonna, yeah. I, I actually am too, truth be told. Like seeing uh, the reactions and the reviews so far, it's it lines up to my expectations for what's going to be, but I also like do want like – I'm Almost a shot by shot remake of Lion King, so I, I might. I mean, it's the shot for okay, shot, but, but with way worse shots. I don't think so. Well, I saw yeah. it at CinemaCon. Maybe Disney I, showed. That's what I've heard. Like an extended scene, so it's basically where baby Simba goes and wakes up his dad, and they go across the plains, and he says the, everything the light touches. Yeah. In he your does kingdom, that speech. Yeah, that and. It, and it was good to see. Like, I got into it. I wasn't yeah. put off no, at I'm all. I'm sure by the little the, scenes like that are going to be great. Talking. It's just the big spectacle, the most memorable imagery that people yeah. take away from the original. Mm-hmm. You can't do that with hyper-realistic animals. So they're forced to just kind of yeah. walk around and behave like animals would. That part yeah. is probably, like, Which, my biggest concern because I still do want the emotional part of Lion King I being taken s- away or being uh, yeah. there still. I want to see more Timon and Pumbaa. Like, that, they didn't show... I've seen pictures, but they didn't show that at all. And I think they're, I, from what I've been hearing, that's like the next best thing about this. Yeah, people movie. like yeah. Timon and Pumbaa. They obviously the backdrops and the scenes of their big moments are not kind of muted compared yeah. to the original. But the voice performances people love. Mm-hmm. Well, should be interesting. Well, I know that several like showings are already pre-sold out in various places across the U.S. Like yeah. even big groups are buying out tickets. It's, it's still going to be, gonna an be event huge, film. despite. Mm-hmm critics not liking it that much well i i think when you when you don't have it's the exact same film it was before pretty much Mm -hmm. so when you don't really have like a lot of criticism of the actual events of the film itself because you know what's going to happen what are you going to criticize you're going to look at the special effects and then you're going to see like 
obviously they're stunning and amazing because they are so lifelike. Yeah. But there's Looks like a nature documentary. It's just, sword. Yeah. There's just going to be some weirdness with the mouths because they are speaking a, a human language and they're yeah. not human. With their, they don't have the Zazu's, anatomy yeah, to do Zazu's it. Yeah, how is Zazu's beak supposed to enunciate? Who's playing him? John, John Oliver. Oliver. How is he supposed yeah. to enunciate? John Oliver's probably very out there animated vocal performance. Yeah. So it's just going to be a little weird and you don't get that weirdness with animation because be everything's fluid. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of exciting things on the horizon. So Oof. that was a long discussion. I'm was pooped. Over a lot of controversy. A lot of stuff. credits suck. <laughs> Needs to be said though. All right. Well, guys, you're going to go see Crawl this weekend? I'm going to see you Crawl. You might. I want to. I'll try, but I'm really not that interested in crawl. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I like the good things I'm hearing about it, but yeah. it just never looked something like I needed to see. Um, so I'll see what Eric says, and then I'll I'll, like I'll get back to you on. I feel that. like that's a movie. Maybe you should have a few beers ahead of time and go check out. Oh, maybe. But yeah. I mean, kind of my plan. Yeah. <laughs> Unless if you're underage, then soda. Then soda for everybody. Soda pops. Soda yeah. pops. <laughs> okay all right i think that's enough of well that. i think we're good um next week because of some travel arrangements from all of us i think we're gonna try to have an early week podcast Ooh. <gasps> oh yeah what i don't know say? what we'll talk about we, we, we will not ha- be able to see it before um early shows of lion king so we'll leave that nope. for the following week's mm-hmm. podcast but and maybe we can just have a whole crawl dedicated episode <gasps> i don't know yeah <laughs> i mean unless there's some big developments in those two three days yeah We'll see. Hopefully I think for they'll... sure I'll be trying to get a uh, review for Lion King out on Friday. Yeah. Um, on SilverScreenInsider.com. So keep an eye out because that should probably be dropping on Friday. Okay. Good. Good. Even though I'll be out, but yeah. I'll still get that up. You'll still see it and still get it up. Yep. Uh, I will be camping out in the woods, so I will have no access to movies or internet. So I'll just a nice here. cleanse that for might me. Be, that might be good. Movies are great, but it's always nice to... Get cleanse out. yourself yeah. and go outside mm-hmm. and, and then smell the fresh air and, and then i'll be ready for hobbs and shaw <laughs> i'll just be here chugging over lion king and plugging away time. yes yep. writing stuff yes <laughs> and, and silver screen insider thanks you yes also we are moving further along with our revamp of silver screen insider and you might be start seeing some changes coming down I little li- things I like it. here and there just little things. The big yeah. stuff isn't coming yet, but it'll be... I'm super excited for it. I think... It's coming together nicely. Not only is our service going to be vastly improved, but the overall look and functionality, I think everybody's going to like. So Be user, very user-friendly, yeah. too. We're going to get some new kind of interesting tweaks in there. Some yeah. new information for everybody to digest. Mm-hmm. Some insights. Yeah. Because we are the professionals and the experts. Obviously. Because we actually go to the movies obviously <laughs> not like half those sites that don't actually see the movies they just pretend like they do they do we actually go see them we love them we we do our research guys number yeah. one destination <laughs> so um check us out silverscreeninsider.com uh check back for highlights and stuff Ch- go check out the mulan trailer on there mm-hmm. i think everybody will be very impressed with it and um Wait till you get our Crawl, Stuber, and Lion King reviews. Yeah, it'll be all up there. Yep. All right. Well, have a good weekend, everyone. See ya. See ya.